Downloads of this show are available on Potomatic.com and the Potomatic mobile app. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. tuned in to another episode of Ben Talks right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. And I, of course, am your host, Ben Lewis. And I do start off every show by saying if you would like to donate to Radio Free Brooklyn, you can do so by going to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge. And from there, you can donate to us one time or you can make a monthly pledge. Either way, we will greatly appreciate it. And I cannot start off today's episode on this day on September 11 without paying tribute and paying homage to those who lost their lives on this very day, 16 years ago. Uh, September 11, 2001 was a day that not only changed New York, but changed the country as a whole. There were attacks around the country. And as just an 11 year old, to see something like that happen was horrific for me. Um, I remember I was only in sixth grade and it was early in the morning. Class was just about to start. And I remember my teacher getting a phone call from her sister saying that there had been what everyone thought was a plane crash uh, in the Twin Towers. And some minutes later, receiving another phone call saying that there was another plane crash into the other tower. And we eventually realized that we were America was under attack. And I just remember being very, very scared of the unknown that day, not knowing if there was going to be more attacks, not knowing what was to come, not knowing where, if there were going to be more attacks, where they would happen. And I just remember it being a very, very scary day. And for as young as I was, I was really confused. I didn't understand why something like this would happen. I didn't understand what reason anyone would have to do something like this. And I do have to say, you know, for everyone who was affected by that day, who might have lost a loved one, who uh, you know might have been affected personally, 
who maybe worked in the building, who maybe is still suffering from some sort of illnesses, from all the, the dust and asbestos that was, that was released from the falling of these buildings, my hearts and, and prayers go out to them and to all the first responders, everyone who risked their lives to go rescue people who were caught up in that situation, who were trying to clear the rubble, to find who was alive, to, to find bodies, to try to get people back to their families, back, back to their loved ones. Uh, and, and the soldiers that fought in, in the war that took place after and the soldiers who are still out there fighting for our freedoms. Uh, my heart goes out to you. We appreciate your service. We appreciate everything that you do for us. And also, I do have to start off by saying that for everyone in the path of these recent hurricanes, a lot has been going on in the world and not just in the country, but around the world. We see the island of Barbuda completely destroyed, which is next to Antigua, completely destroyed. There was a 12-hour period where you hadn't even heard from the prime minister and the island is 90% destroyed. Uh, Miami has been hit hard in the, in, the, in the last few days and it's just terrible to see these things happening. Uh, it, it's so much going on in the world and, and we really have to really sit there and appreciate what we have and how fortunate we are sometimes because in the blink of an eye, you know, everybody who lost their homes, cars, people who were separated from their children, people who were separated from their pets. I know how much that means to people and how much a pet has become part of life and part of your family. And, and for you to lose that, that's tough. For you to lose members of your family drowning in their homes. It's it's all tough. It's it's hard to see the news these days. It's really hard to watch the news these days. And you just really have to hope and pray that everyone is all right. Everyone is being safe. Everyone is doing what they can to, to make sure that, you know, they're, they're not being affected as much as possible by this, by this storm, as difficult as that is to say. And I just hope that we all can come together and help those in need, not just in America, but also around the country. We all have family everywhere uh, in different places. Maybe people we know were on vacation in some of these places that got hit by these hurricanes. And we just got to hope and pray that they're okay, that they can return home in one piece and that they're being safe while they're out there. Um, I do have to say this about uh, the hurricane now. You know, I, I've seen on my social media that people were tagging their friends in posts and saying, hey, please check in. Let me know if you're okay. Now, I understand your concern but I don't necessarily agree with the way you're doing it. I mean, I remember when Sandy hit, I had a friend of mine who lived in Coney Island. His apartment was completely washed out and, and destroyed. And I wasn't posting on social media to make sure that he was okay. Uh, if there's someone, it's, it's not, I'm fine with you saying that I wish everyone is okay. I wish everyone is fine while they're out there. But the grandiose gesture of tagging them in a, in a status and saying, oh my gosh, please check in. I mean, call them, send them a text, see if they're all right firsthand, because I certainly would not be worrying about what's going on on Facebook or Twitter um, during a storm. Like I said, I had a friend who lived in Coney Island during Sandy in New York, and his apartment was completely washed away. I myself had flooding up to damn near the ceiling in the basement of, of where I live at and lost a lot of things in that storm. And I wasn't running to Facebook or social media, tagging people in posts and making sure they're okay. 
if there was someone I was concerned about, I gave them a call. I, I shot them a text. I went to see if they were okay as soon as I could. So we don't need the grandiose gestures and the showing off. All right. Now, with that being said, let's try to move on to some happier news. The NFL started yesterday and the day was a success to me because my team, the Philadelphia Eagles, they won. So anything else that happened after that was irrelevant. And we saw the Giants. If you're a Giants fan listening, you guys got absolutely embarrassed yesterday and not be by the score, but the fact that you made a very mediocre defense in the Dallas Cowboys look like they were actually pretty decent. I mean, that offensive line for the New York Giants was absolutely horrendous. It's as if they were still in the preseason and Eli Manning did not trust his line to protect him worth a blood nickel and he knows it. He ha- he absolutely knows it. He was dropping back and getting rid of the ball, throwing it to receivers that weren't even there. I-, I mean, he could not do anything. They didn't have a first down until 18 minutes in the game. He got sacked during the, the, the starting lineups were being announced in the beginning of the game, and he had already been sacked. I mean, the Giants' offensive line is horrendous. The most, It's arguably the most important position, the most important area of a team outside of the quarterback position And the Giants are inept, mediocre at best in that area. You have weapons. Evan Ingram is going to be a really good tight end in this league. Brandon Marshall is is one of the best receivers in a jump ball situation. Couldn't get the ball to him. Sterling Shepard, he's a pretty good receiver. He's young. He's up and coming. I know you didn't have Odell, but my goodness. And speaking of which, wasn't last night a perfect example for him to say, hey, you guys better pay me my money and you better pay me the money now. Because without him, and people are saying, oh, if Odell was there, it it wouldn't have been that much different. It might have because how many slants, how many three-yard passes did Odell Beckham catch last year, make a move and run for 60, 70 yards down the field and score a touchdown? He's a game changer. Him being on the field, makes the defense have to pay more attention to him, which opens up the passing lanes for everyone else. But without your best receiver, one of the best receivers in the league on the field, the defense got to play honest for the Dallas Cowboys. They just had to play everyone man up. There was not a single threat on the field at the off- on offense for the Giants last night at all. And it was terrible. It was terrible. And I put out a post last night. And I really felt that the high school, my my high school's offensive line from my senior year, 2008, really could have gave Eli Manning better protection than he was getting last night. And before you say, oh, these are high school kids, there's no way. We didn't have the typical high school offensive line. We had guys who were 6'3 or better, 300 pounds or better, which is about the size of offensive linemen in the NFL. But it was terrible. There was one play where Eric Flowers, I mean, he's getting worked. Why is he at left tackle? If Eli Manning wants to keep this Ironman streak going, 200 straight starts, if he wants to keep that going, if the Giants want to keep that going, they need to do something about that offensive line. You spent $200 million in the previous offseason to bring in a defense. There wasn't some trades you could have made, gave up some picks, bring some offensive linemen in. You got to do something about that. 
there are a lot of people who were happy that uh, that Thursday night game that occurred where the, the Patriots just got beat down, where the ratings didn't draw as good. Now, there are, for me, there are a lot of factors going into that. I feel like with everything that was going on in the world, with the hurricanes and such, I mean, a lot of people's minds weren't necessarily on watching the opening night of, of the NFL. Uh, but those who, of you who are boycotting, maybe that had that probably had a lot to do with it as well. I'm not going to sit here and say people taking their eyes away from the screen doesn't have a lot to do with it. Uh, there are certain bars who chose not to play any NFL games in support of Colin Kaepernick, of course. And um, I just feel like also there are a lot of other avenues to watch football. You can stream it from your phone. You can, you know, catch the games live broadcast. It's not the same as it was 10, 15, 20 years ago where you had to keep up with the game in front of a television screen. You can get play-by-play, live play-by-play on your phone. You can live stream it on your phone. There's different avenues. Uh, But one of the interesting things from yesterday, and speaking of that uh, boycott, I'd come across an article where it said, uh, the article was entitled, If You're a Black Man Watching Football This Sunday, Here's 25 things I already know about you. And I'm going to read off this, the, these 25 things that this writer supposedly already knows about a black man who was watching football yesterday. Uh, it is the most ridiculous article I have ever read. And it is headlined by a photo of a woman who went to uh, a game and she had a sign that said, Kaepernick, we won't stand for you sitting down. Um, and uh, Baltimore, home of the Star Spangled Banner. Okay. So this was a woman who had a sign up at a Baltimore Ravens game. The Ravens won pretty handily against the Bengals yesterday, might I add. But I do have to talk about this ridiculous article that was that was that was written. So here's the 25 things that uh, you already know about a black man who was watching football yesterday. You have an open crystal bottle from 2001 on your dresser and you fished it out of a club trash can. Hmm. Well, in 2001, I didn't know what Cristal was. And I certainly don't go dumpster diving outside of clubs. You spray cologne in the air and then walk through the cologne cloud. That's actually pretty funny. I, I used to think that that was an effective way to put on cologne. I'm not going to lie. When I was younger, I used to just spray it in the air and walk through it. Um, you've sold your man an oregano weed mixture called Buckhead Kush Monster. Gotta say that is false. Uh, you've dry snitched on your brothers or sisters for having company in the house when mom wasn't home. That's not, that doesn't even sound like something I or anyone would do. I mean, this article, a lot of this stuff in this article, uh, I'm going to skip to some of the more um, important things. Some of the more things that stood out to me. You eat mad amounts of mayonnaise. Now, I got to say this. What is this misconception that mayonnaise is only for white people. Am I the only one that puts mayonnaise on my sandwich? I know that I cannot be. As a matter of fact, growing up, when I would get a sandwich from the store, and I grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood, so which means everyone around me who was there also ordering sandwiches were black, they too got mayonnaise on their sandwich. I'm not sure when or how mayonnaise got 
tied to just being a white thing. I thought everybody put mayonnaise on their sandwich. And if you're in the South, you put what's called sandwich spread, which I'm not exactly sure what the heck that is or what's in it. But I'm not down there. I've never had it. My go-to is mayonnaise. Now, I don't put globs of mayonnaise, but I do put mayonnaise on my sandwiches. So I'm not sure what that means. You own at least one pair of pants that don't reach your ankles. Very funny. Uh, you drink with your pinky out. I'm not sure what's wrong with that. I don't drink with my pinky out, but if someone drinks with their pinky out, what does it have to do with you watching football on Sunday? You wear driving gloves. I don't know anyone who wears driving gloves other than NASCAR drivers. Uh, you believe that slaves who left the plantation were uncouth. Um, what else was ridiculous on this list? You think that all unarmed black men, women, and children would have just followed officers' directions that they'd still be alive. Now, one thing I get from this article is that whoever wrote it, uh, there's a name to the article, but I'm not sure. The name's uh, Stephen A. Crockett. So I'm not sure if that person, if that's that person's real name. The article was on the route, and I'm going to have to assume that it is some sort of a professional publication in some form or fashion. But it's clear that this person wrote this article out of anger for the picture that was used to headline the article. And again, I've talked about this on air. I've talked about this with friends. I've talked about it at nauseum. The biggest difference, and there's a mention of the bus boycott on this list. And I'm going to talk about the difference between that. Now, the person listed um, as the number six thing that they know about a black man watching football this Sunday, you would have gotten on the bus during the bus boycott because your job is far and you don't see how not riding the bus would stop anything since you really should be boycotting the advertisers on the bus. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. Now, the bus boycott and Colin Kaepernick kneeling for the anthem, really? You're going to compare those two? I mean, let's think about the bus boycott. It was well organized. It was a group of activists led by Dr. Martin Luther King who came together and decided that they were going to boycott the bus lines because they were the primary uh, consumers. They were the primary customers. They were the, the main customers of the buses because a lot of the black people were poor and could not afford cars. So they boycotted the buses and it hurt the buses, bus lines pockets. And that's why it was effective. And there were people who decided that while this boycott is going on, those of us who have cars, we're going to carpool and we're going to give people an alternative to not taking the bus. And again, I've been open with saying I stand with Colin Kaepernick about his stance about why he protested. I do. I really think that the players alongside with the people who decide to boycott are the ones who need to do something. If again, if they came together and said, I'm not playing, we're not playing until Colin Kaepernick is on the team. Then I'm sure he would have been signed by one of these horrendous teams that we saw yesterday, like the Niners who what, only put up three points who's really going out there with Brian Hoyer or 
Hmm. The Colts, who we don't know how long Andrew Luck is going to be out, went out there and got beat by 39 points by the Rams. There's a whole list of teams. The Jets, who, I mean, they looked pretty bad. They've got the worst odds to win a Super Bowl in history. So there are teams out there who could use Colin Kaepernick's services, and they're just willingly not signing him. So I agree with the stance, and I hate that he's been blackballed or whiteballed or whatever you want to call it. But, I mean, if you call yourself some any sort of journalist, you're going to make this article and, and list and attack people who decided not to boycott. Yeah, real, real professional. Um, also, coming up on this show in a little bit, um, I did make mention on my social media, if you follow my Facebook or Instagram, um, I made mention of an EP that myself and my younger sister made back in 2010. And it will be playing in just about, uh, I'll say about 10 minutes here. And look, there was a bunch of label politics. There was a bunch of stuff that I had to go through. The versions I got, they weren't even mastered. So bear with me with the sound quality. I, I, I couldn't get the final version. There's a bunch of, like I said, a bunch of label politics, a bunch of stuff going on. And it was seven long years in and out of court and just bitter dispute. And finally, I was able to obtain the original copy of these songs. And I will play them for you right here on Ben Talks. So stick around if you're tuning in just to hear that it will it is coming up soon but please please stick around um i also wanted to touch on on something else now one thing that i've consistently been seeing more and more is this idea of entrepreneurship instead of entertainment and look can we be able to promote one thing without degrading the next is that possible people is that all right with people like can we promote entrepreneurship but also you know want people to succeed in sports or entertainment if that's what they choose to follow now i saw this interview with the founder of bevel who is a black man is of the wildly successful razor blade um, those of you who shave uh, you might have heard of it I personally, I don't shave. I, I don't have much of anything on my face to shave. But I just want to touch on the idea of entrepreneurship instead of sports and entertainment. Why does it have to be instead of? And why do we constantly say that if you're going to do this, you can't do that? Or if you're paying attention to this, you're not paying attention to that. I have no problem with someone, with a kid, growing up and saying he wants to be a basketball player he wants to be a football player he wants to be a baseball player he wants to be a soccer player I don't have a problem with that I don't have a problem with saying with someone saying they want to be a singer they want to be an actor they want to be on Broadway they want to be a rapper they want to be a music producer they want to make beats I, ha I don't have a problem with anyone saying that that's their dream and that's what they want to do with their life and I also don't have a problem with someone wanting to pursue entrepreneurship. But this idea that we should discourage kids, and I actually saw a post that said that we should discourage 
children, we should discourage our kids and we should discourage you, the young people from going after uh, careers that are in the sports and entertainment industry and encourage them to go after entrepreneurship. I got to say, just like sports and entertainment, entrepreneurship is not for everybody. I mean, let's take this example. If you want to be a doctor, you want to be a doctor. You didn't say that you wanted to own a hospital. You want to be a doctor. If you want to be a lawyer, you can be a lawyer without wanting to own the firm. There are plenty of jobs and careers where it is somebody's dream job, where it is somebody's dream career, and they don't necessarily have to own the place. Now, while I do think that entrepreneurship is a great thing and it's great to have ownership, it's great to have property, it's great to have a business, it's great to to be your own boss, it's great to make your own hours and be able to, to capitalize on an idea, on something that you had, that is great. But isn't it just as risky as trying to be an athlete, as trying to be a musician, a rapper, any type of artist? Isn't it just as risky? Because let's take this, for example, entrepreneurs, they take risk, they make investments, they start businesses. It's not always going to succeed. It's not always going to work out. There's a lot of sleepless nights. There's a lot of money lost. There's a lot of stress involved with being an entrepreneur. And again, I'm not saying don't go after it. What I'm saying is don't discourage somebody who feels as if they want to be a pro athlete or they want to be in entertainment in some way, shape or form. But we constantly do this. We constantly have this idea. We constantly have this notion where it has to be this or that. You can't. No, let's not tell them to be athletes. Let's tell them to be entrepreneurs. And there's nothing wrong with either. I'm not going to sit there if I'm talking to my child and he says he wants to be this or that. I'm not going to sit there and tell him, no, you need to be this. No, you need to be that. Because what does that say to them? You know how impressionable that is at a young age? There's nothing wrong with wanting to be an athlete. There's also nothing wrong with wanting to be an entrepreneur. I don't think you need to discourage or dissuade one or the other. But again, I guess that's where the insane belief in your own self comes in when it comes to these things, because in either fields, entrepreneurship, sports, entertainment, when you tell people that's what you want to do, they look at you like you're crazy. They look at you like, why would you want to do that? Go do something safe. You can't do that. I knew someone who tried that and they failed and they lost a lot of money and now they're miserable. Businesses fail. That's part of entrepreneurship, isn't it? Why are we not talking about the very real parts of entrepreneurship? The experiences that you have more so, the failures that you experience more so than the successes. As an entrepreneur, you just need one successful business. But how long does it take to get to that successful business? How long does it take to have that successful Investment. It's not for everyone. Just like being a pro athlete is not for everyone. It takes hours in the gym, hours on the field or the court or the rink. It takes hours putting in practice, putting in work, trying to 
make it, trying to be the best. And you know what? Just like in entrepreneurship, it doesn't always pan out the way you want. There's people who's put hours in trying to be a great player, a great football player, a great basketball player, a great soccer player. They put hours in. They're in the gym. They're working out. They're going to tryouts, but it's not working out for them. It all takes that one opportunity, just like it takes for entrepreneurship. I'm all for chasing your dream. I am. I'm never, I will never tell anyone that what they what they want to do is realistic, is, is not realistic, is not uh, feasible. You know, I will never discourage anyone from wanting to, to go after something that they really want. Because let's be real. Not everyone has that drive that you need to be successful in entertainment, in sports, and in running a business. Not everyone has that drive. Not everyone has that wherewithal. Not everyone's going to know what they're doing. And yes, it's it's great to own property. It is. It's a great thing. And, and as, as, a, as a black person, it's great to have ownership. That's very important in our community. There's not enough of it. But I'm not going to tell someone, don't do this. You got to do that. Don't focus on that. Focus on this. No, if that's what you want to do, make sure you're all in. You just got to be all in into whatever it is that you choose. That's my take on that. It doesn't need to be one or the other. Just be all in with whatever it is that you choose to go after. Again, you're tuned into Ben Talks. I am Ben Lewis, your host. Um, again, if you want to donate to Radio Free Brooklyn, you can do so by going to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge. You can also, if you want to sponsor the show, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash Ben Talks. Visit the show page, read up on me, learn a little bit about your host, and uh, scroll down, follow me on social media, Instagram at I am Ben Lewis, Facebook at Benjamin Lewis, Twitter at I am Ben Lewis. And click the green button at the bottom of the page and sponsor the show. Because Radio Free Brooklyn is awesome. Now, again, the EP that was made in 2007, that will be airing shortly. It really will be. I know everyone is highly, highly anticipating this debut. They want to hear what I've got behind the mic. Now, listen, it was a short-lived career, okay, uh, label politics ruined it for me. So, unfortunately, that's what happened. And that was the only music project I had ever worked on. And it was the only one I'd ever done since. Now I'm in the business of talking. Hmm. Now, I did want to touch on this a little bit before I got into the EP. There was a crazy amount of baby mama drama going on 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 my social media and i was just like you know what i'm gonna talk about it i'm gonna talk about that a lot of uh baby father bashing now here's my take on that and i tried not to speak out on it because i'm not in the situation i don't have kids i I, i'm not going through it with a mother of my kids or a father of or of kids or anything i'm not in that situation i'm not a father or whatever but I can't have an opinion about it. Why not? So I will say this as a, uh, I guess a caveat is the word I'm looking for. I believe there are 
deadbeat guys in the world who will get you pregnant and walk out of your life like it was nothing. There really are. There are guys who will feed you lies and deceive you into thinking that they're one way. And when the shit hits the fan, they have a completely different outlook. They have a completely different tone and they're singing a completely different song. But that's not who I'm here to get on. I think they get uh, a lot of the blame. I'm going to say this. I know a lot of people might not like it, but hey, I'll say it anyway. For you women that are going through it, do you ever look in the mirror and say, hey, this part of this is self-inflicted. Part of this is my fault. In a perfect world, every guy that gets a woman pregnant will step up and do the right thing and be a father to that child. While many men do so, there are a lot who don't. There are some who will tell the woman straight up, I'm not ready for this. I don't want this. But yet, they are kind of, I don't want to use the word forced, but for lack of a better term, forced into it. Now, a lot of these problems occur because if you're just hooking up and you end up pregnant, what do you think is going to happen? You got to be more selective with who you laying down with, especially if you're laying down with them unprotected. Because like I said, there are guys who say, I'm not ready to be a father. I'm not ready to do this. I didn't ask for this. Of course you didn't ask for this because you just asked to lay with her, to, to get up in them guts, as some people would say. So the very, very serious situation of a child coming along, of course you didn't ask for that. But there's always two sides to it. You can't just, we can't just as a society put the blame on the guy. And yes, it sucks. If you go and you, and you lay with a woman and you get her pregnant and you don't own up and you don't take responsibility, that is a terrible thing. But let's not act like a lot of the, most of the time the guy was being um, a great person to you. Because there are a lot of situations where the guy made his intentions clear and you guys still went at it unprotected, not being careful. And you get pregnant. It was just annoying to see because you're now going on social media and you're talking smack about this guy. No one knows this guy's point of view. No one knows this, the real situation between the two of you. And you're not being accountable for saying, you know what? Maybe he wasn't the best guy for me to let inside. Maybe he wasn't the best guy for me to lay with. Maybe he wasn't the best guy for me to be with. No, completely throw that out the window. You completely ignore that fact. And now he's in full responsibility of what's going on. It takes two to tango. Think about your life choices. Look yourself in the mirror before you run to social media and make these subliminal messages. It was all over my timeline, all over my timeline this weekend. It was crazy. I was like, man, you know, I got to talk about this. I have to. Because 
it's not a popular opinion, but hey, it's an opinion. And I know a lot of people might have a problem with it, but quite frankly, I don't really care. Be careful who you're letting into your world, ladies. You have to be selective of who you're laying down with. If you look at a guy and you say, I would not intentionally have a child with this man. Don't have unprotected sex with him. Simple as that. Simple as that. Don't get lost in the sauce. Don't get, you know, caught up in the dick sand and just be down with whatever. Because you will be surprised at the amount of people that is fine with just going in unprotected. Don't know much about the person. Don't know the person's last name, but you're having unprotected sex. Be careful. It can not only lead to diseases and infections and viruses, but it can lead to a lifetime of headaches and drama and court dates and two Christmases and two birthdays. It could lead to a lifetime of unwanted stress which can be avoided by being smarter with your decisions, men and women. Guys, if you, if you, if a girl's crazy, don't go up in there with no protection. What are you thinking? If you're not looking at this woman as someone who you feel could be a good mother to your children, if you're not looking at this woman as someone who you could see as being in your life for the rest of your life, take that, Two seconds it takes to put a condom on. Come on. We got to make better decisions. We make poor decisions and then try to blame everyone else but ourselves. Let's be better, folks. Let's be better, ladies and gentlemen. Let's make wiser decisions. Hmm. And now the moment of truth has come upon us. Like I said, I promised everyone that... I would um, play these tracks that um, I made back in 2010. I was a young, ripe, 19 years old at this time. No, at this time when the tracks were made, I was about 20. I was a young 20 years old. And me and my youngest sister decided that we were going to make some music. And we put out a five-track EP And we brought it to the label and there was a bunch of politics involved, a bunch of broken promises. The money wasn't right. The timing wasn't right. And in the end, it ended up like the detox never being released. But unlike the detox, I was able to get a hold of some of these tracks. Now, these are raw. They're unmastered. These are the best copies I could get a hold of. So please bear with me with the sound. But here it is, folks. There's five tracks. I'm hopefully I have time to play them all. And uh, here it is. This is the first one. This is called uh, Jesse. This is I said Jesse. This is called Flawless. This is Jesse Lou, my sister, and Smokey. That was my uh, stage name which I've since dropped. I just go by Ben Lewis now. But I'm sharing my art with the world. I know you all are dying. They want me, you want me to shut up. 
So here it is. Uh, yo, I mean, what's up, America? I was I was going through my playlist. All these dudes rapping about the same thing, talking about women, talking about selling dope, driving hot cars, going from city to city. Come on, stop fronting. You ain't couple one track. But anyway, that's not why I'm here. I got my little homie. I mean, probably about the best rapper I heard in a minute. So without further ado, I bring to you Jesse Lou. Yeah, now I'm ready and I made it, I'm the best of them now Then you sit there and you're thinking and you're wondering how I'm consistent, confident, smart as hell I made it to the top and I'ma stay there as well People use harsh words and they think they right But they never been a crap when it's time to fight I defeated them all and all they do is stare Sweet dream? Never, I'm just a nightmare Size don't matter cause I got a big part And I've been bringing this rap game from the start Now I know it ain't Christmas but for this time we die Cause you don't answer to me, you answer to God Oh my goodness That was sick right, that was crazy right there man we about to, we about to send this to, to Pete Diddy. Man, that was crazy. Listen, for all y'all up and coming rappers, that's how you make a beat hot. Now that's how you spit something fire. I mean, I don't know what more I can say. All it is is that all you haters. You can keep hating, dog. Because we ain't going to stop until we get to the top. I'm out. Smokey. And Jesse Lou. Ah, there it was. That was the first track. That was called Flawless. And uh, that was my sister, Jesse Lou. Blessing the beat with some sick ass rhymes and uh i'm gonna play another one for you guys this one was untitled it was so good we didn't know what to call it okay so it's untitled and uh i'm gonna play that right now i hope you guys enjoyed it as much as you enjoyed the first one so here it is We're not gonna do all that talking that, that we usually do, you know. We just gonna come and make some music for y'all. So listen up and enjoy. Oh man, here we go again. People talking smack about Jesse Lou and Ben. It's time for y'all to get ripped, destroyed, and strangled. See me, I don't use hammers, I just use my hands. Cause that's what makes a real man understand. You fools is playing with fire, messing with the kids, Jesse Lou. It's not good for your health. 
And all I gotta say is stop enticing death Cause once you get on the track Man, I'ma have a back And the truth is all of y'all wanna be just whack Now let me put her on the mic and help y'all Fade to black Line, hear me roll, come to be knocking at your door. And I'm gonna hit you so hard that your face hit the floor. Stoppable, never. Haha, ha, I'm funny and clever. That's why I pinch me see that your life will never get better without me in the picture. You tell me when or whatever, so we can be there together. But enough of this fantasy, because I've been so easy and happily ever after will never be. I'm like the storm in this weather, the nightmare of your dreams. And I ain't so sweet like cookies and cream. Now don't forget who I am. It's just to the freaking do. And you never forget what I'm gonna do. Right. Man. We've been in the studio for hours trying to do this thing, man. This 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 track was on a more serious note, you know. We we saw again a lot of criticism from people. So we had to handle them real quick, you know. But yeah, you know, you know, it's not the same me that y'all seen on on other tracks. Uh, I'm a little more quiet. I want to take a more quiet approach. So you know, we just deliver another classic from from yours truly. Uh, I just hope y'all enjoy, you know. A lot of people say that money is the motivation. Well, I disagree. See, for me and Jesse Lou, success is the motivation. We just want to be successful. And by making music like this, it looks like we will be. And that was the untitled track Again, that was myself um, Under my uh, alter ego, Smokey Who has been since retired And uh, Jesse Lou I told you guys, man The record was hot The record was hot We we was getting interest from all the big labels But the one that we made these records under They they wouldn't let us go, man There was a bunch of politicking going on And they kept telling us to come back with another one so we went out, we went back in the studio, and we cut another track. So here it is, folks. This one's entitled Hotness with like 17 S's to, to let you know how fire the track was. Uh. We back. So, so I put out the track yesterday, right? Everybody was asking me, yo, yo, Smokey, why you ain't spitting on the beat? So I said, all right, I got a little something for y'all, man. I'm about to go ham on these nicks. I hope y'all ready for it, man. I hope y'all ready, America. Because 
I'm live from the 7018. It's Mr. Smokey the King, and I ain't about flashy things. No, do our own fancy rings. My flow is crazy, I know. Say he's good looking, I know. Girls lining up and asking for the tickets to my next show. So I ain't no rapper, you know. She said, I really don't care. I just think you're really sexy in the clothes that you wear. Now I ain't trying to brag, but these are some good rags. But enough about me. I'm a lot more, can't you see? That I'm a star spangled banner like America B. Watch out, okay? Watch out. Yeah, cause it's my turn. My name is Jesse Lou, and it's hotter than the season. People never try to come acting crazy for no reason. I can be a lucky charm, cause I cause no harm. Unless you come at me, and then you'll see. Now I'm not just an average kid from Mill Basin, cause I'm so fresh, I get people's hearts racing. I'm worth more than diamonds or gold for the matter. I'm not precious, and I ain't gon' get much fatter. People miscomprehend all the money they spent, but I'm gonna be walking as the best until the end. What? Oh my goodness. Y'all can't hold us, man. For real, though. Y'all can't hold us. Yeah. Listen, listen, listen. Yo. We ain't been doing this for long, but Cats is gonna start recognizing. I'm gonna give a shout out. Eltima graduated high school today. Mm. Congrats. Yo. Uh, me and Jesse was, we was at the graduation. We had to hide out. People started recognizing us, man. Ain't that right? Hell yeah, man. They want to take away the shine, boy. Yo, it's getting crazy out there, but we're going to keep bringing out a good music. Yo, Smokey. Jesse Lou. We back with another hit, y'all. Here. Watch out. Oh, man. Yeah, so now y'all see why that one was entitled Hotness with like 17 S's. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that, man. That that This is clearly the stuff that the music industry has been missing for a long, long time. And it's a shame that our record label, which due to, you know, politics and, and lawsuits and different um, <clears throat> different things going on, I can't, I'm not allowed to name them by name, but the, the they know who they are, who stopped this fire from hitting the streets, okay? Now, there's two more tracks, okay? So... I'm not going to speak much longer because we are running out of time, but I'm just going to play this next one for you. This is entitled Cold as Ice. I'm as cold as ice, and I got people hair scratching like they got lice. Now Sean Paul, give me the light, mm, cause I'm killing the mic. And you could try taking some shots, but I'ma send them back like I'm to white. Uh, and you can hate if you like, but Benny Siegel told me keep rocking the mic. Mm, I'm a star so I shine bright, and I go hard like a coke fiend. And I mean like Joe Green And I hit hard like Jay Lean 
Mimi, Mimi, Mo. All my haters gotta go, cause I'ma tell you now, it's a one woman show. Not having done this for long, but I got it in the bag. Whoop, 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 in my jag. I'm soft like a fresh cold of linen. And all my lovely fans out there screaming and feeling. I'm the best, and that's pretty much what I gotta say. Cause when I come to work, that ain't no time to play. See, I'ma make it to the top, and don't think I wanna stop until the beat of my heart drops. My fans sick, I'm nice, but my head is cold as ice But they the ones that make me more poppin' than Mr. Bryce You knew I had to bring it one more time To come and bust out rapid on this sick-ass rhyme And that was cold as ice. I told you, man. Yo, the 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 EP would a would a lit the streets on fire. I gotta tell you, man. I'm not gonna again. We running out of time, so I'm just gonna get right onto the next track. But we asked uh, for this last one. There's a little sample. I asked my boy Travi McCoy to help out with this, and you know he let us hold on a beat and, and let us do a little song with it, a little remix. Uh, this is this one is billionaire. Y'all gonna hear me sing a little bit. I wanna be a billionaire, so freaking bad. Buy all of the things I never had. I wanna be on the cover of Forbes magazine, smiling next to Oprah and the Queen. Cause every time I close my eyes. I see my name in shining lights, yeah, a different city every night, oh, I swear, the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. Man, if I were a billionaire, I probably wouldn't ever care about the money that I spend. I would have houses on every coast, and I would buy a house out on the Ivory Coast. Damn, I don't think nothing can compare to being a billionaire I would go live out in Tahiti And help my people in IET Man, that would be my favorite thing Cause with that money I'd buy everything I'd be so happy I could probably sing Sing about having money and cars And maybe buy a house out on Mars Cause every time I close my eyes See my name in shining lights Yeah, a different city every night Oh, I swear The world better prepare When I'm a billionaire Oh, oh, when I'm a billionaire Oh, oh, oh 
even told my mommy I wanna be rich and win a granny hold She said, baby, you can But remember, I'ma be your biggest fan And just go after your dreams I'll always be the shoulder that you lean on Now I'd be good then greater I'd even have fans and a little bit of haters Cause I'd be the best and they know it I'd be living in the mansion That's how I show it, uh I'm intangible, baby, and I treat my mom like she's the first lady. I'd finally conquer my goal, so I can portray so much soul, uh. To the people of the world, every boy and every girl. Oh man, a different city every night? <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. I would stay in the hotel in Dubai Cause all I gotta do is take my jet and fly Cause, Cause every time I close my eyes I see my name in shining light Yeah A different city every night Oh, I swear The world better prepare For when I'm a billionaire Oh, 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 when I'm a billionaire. Oh, 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 I wanna be a billionaire so freaking bad. Oh man, I miss those days. Now I gotta give a shout out to to one of my other sisters, LT. She was the one. Um, with the lead, she was the lead vocalist on that last track. Uh, but yo, I want to know what y'all think, man. Hit me up on Facebook at Benjamin Lewis, Instagram I am Ben Lewis, and Twitter also at I am Ben Lewis. If you are listening to the show, um, but that wasn't we. We didn't really make an EP. Uh, obviously, I could tell it was just something fun we did in the summer. Uh, I was home from school and we were bored. And we just decided to make some music and I decided to share it with all my listeners. But this has been Ben Talks for this Monday, uh, September 11. I hope everyone enjoyed the music. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. Um, again, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge to donate to the station and go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash Ben Talks and sponsor the show if you would like. Uh, it's fun, as usual, being here with you all. And uh, I am Ben Lewis, and I'm signing off. Everyone, enjoy your day. And let's pay tribute to everyone who gave their lives to helping others on September 11. And send our well wishes for all those in the path of the hurricanes. I'm Ben Lewis. This is Ben Talks, and I'm out.